Welcome to Changing the Sales Game on webtalkradio.com. I am your host, Connie Whitman. As always, I'm thrilled that you're joining us this week. Now, as you listen to the show, you know, I get it. That word sales sometimes throws us into a tailspin of uncertainty, and we never want to come across with that ick factor. So my guests and I, I really hope that the information we share helps you on your journey of sales, whatever that means to you, new business development, et cetera how important it is to change that mindset from that icky feeling to really coming from a place of love, care, and respect. So to help you on your journey, I have a gift for you. In the show notes, you'll you'll see my communication style assessment. You'll get two reports. First report, spotlight your natural superpowers, how people perceive your message. Flip side, you'll get a report on your lowest score, which is typically blind spots for us. And that report will give you some insight on how to navigate those that communicate differently than you, which by the way, happens about 80% of the time. So again, that link is in the show notes, my gift to you. Now, the quote I want to share today is by Albert Einstein to help us get into the mindset of the conversation with my guest today. And Albert Einstein says, Strive not to be a success, but rather to be of value. Now, throughout my career, networking, business development, building those lifelong professional relationships has really been the cornerstone of my growth and I, I guess my success to some extent. Lately, I feel like everyone is out there talking about building relationship as their core strategy to grow business and career. And I agree because I've lived that philosophy for 40 years. Now, today, I think the trouble is it's become much easier to connect and stay connected with people I choose to stay connected with or do business with um, because of that beautiful tool we call LinkedIn. So how can we leverage LinkedIn, the virtual networking, and that face-to-face networking uh, to take your relationships to another level to create explosive growth in your business? Well, of course, guess what? I have a cool guest today. His name is Larry Kaufman. Larry is the author of The NCG Factor, a formula for building life-changing relationships from college to retirement. Larry is a connector, giver, rainmaker who lives to help others succeed. Now, Larry is currently the regional managing director for the Midwest region at Jefferson Wells, um, their manpower group company. He's a senior level sales and operation leader and has been a globally published speaker and trainer on LinkedIn for 15 years. So he knows the stuff, guys. Larry is also an investor and advisor to several local technology companies and supports various national and local charities. Please help me welcome my amazing guest, Larry, to the show. So, Larry, thanks for being on. Thank you very much, Connie. Great to be here. I'm excited because um, a couple of things, just to, to kind of build on the quote and then build on the uh, the intro to my show notes here. LinkedIn is this valuable tool and it's becoming icky for a lack. Again, I know you, you use that word a lot, but I feel like I've been connecting with people, Larry, and all of a sudden I get an email, oh, I'm an HR director blah, 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 and everything they can do. And they don't even know if I need their services. And being in sales, I find that really offensive because you got to get to know me right before you can ever sell to me. And I live my business and I, I have a feeling you do too. You know, Stephen Covey, his fifth, his fifth 
habit is seek to understand before being understood. And I think we forget that. And we want to vomit our information at people instead of using LinkedIn in this professional capacity. So I, I don't know, where do you land with that? Have you been seeing it as well, or is it just me? I think you're on target. I think uh, with you know AI advancement too, you're going to see yeah. more of that. There's going to be uh, less personal focus to get to know people and more just, you know, bombarding you with all this messaging and less intimacy in the that relationship building process. I don't think it's going to go away. It may get a little bit worse, but I still think there's a number of us that build in that ability to get to know people first rather than selling first. Yeah. And so that's what I kind of push and encourage, but I see it a ton. I do. And it's, it's not going to get better, unfortunately. And I almost think it might be, it might be good because then when you send out, you know, like if I send out a really good post people and it's not AI, right. It's me speaking or me writing, people are very responsive because I think there is so much garbage out there that you can almost easily rise above the noise if we do it right. And use some of the strategies that you and I are to talk about today. Right. Agreed. Yeah. So let's start with how would you describe who you are and what you do today? Right. That clarity. Well, you know, I, I always tell people I'm a giver and a connector first. And so I do put everyone else first. Um, I'm at the end. And so I, I put it out that way. And then I let people know I've also been that global speaker, published author, LinkedIn expert. And then I, I do run, you know, a regional uh, team running sales and operations under, you know, Manpower Group for Jefferson Wells. So that's why I tell people. There's much more to me. I'm very complex. I know you are because you're all <laughs> snazzed up today for the show. So if you're not watching on YouTube, you got to go. He looks very handsome today. He's a very uh, pink, corally kind of shirt with um, a pocket vest. You just don't see that these days now that we're on Zoom. So you do look very handsome, by the way. Uh, Thank you so much. Yeah, my pleasure. Now, the next question is, tell, let's talk about the book. It's it's behind you. Again, if, if you're looking on YouTube, you'll see it in the video, but tell me about your book, why it resonates from kids that, you know, are going all the way to people who, you know, thank God are fortunate enough to retire. Yeah, because I, I think that's when we start out our, our career, right? So we're heading to college and this is the time to either party or you could party, but also start to forge relationships that you're going to need later in life. And it's a great time to pick up those skills. So I want to catch those kids going to college in college because I wasn't that kid and then take you all the way through into retirement because I've met a lot of people that are retiring or retired and they still want to kind of be those connectors because they still have grandkids and they have kids and, and those, you know, family members need help and also the kids of other people that they know. So it's, it's still a good time to keep building those relationships and, and helping others, no matter what stage of life you are. It's so true. It's funny. Um, you know, my kids have graduated college and my, my little guy's 23, he's six, three, right. He's not so little, but anyway, um, he's in a, he's in a contract position. So we know that's going to end. And so one of my, um, clients, 
I got real friendly with the, the head of the marketing, the, the chief marketing officer. And I love him. And I said, can I pick your brain, you know, to help this kid? Cause I'm not a marketing expert. And uh, so we had a really lovely conversation and he said, tell your son to send me the resume and he's getting it out to his network. And he really went above and beyond. And it, it but here's the thing, right, Larry, I know when kids graduate from Rutgers, that's my alma mater, and they probably get a list and they'll reach out to me on LinkedIn. Can I have a cup of coffee and pick your brain? I always say yes, because I remember what it was like starting and I don't even know what to say or do, right? Can you help me out? So when we reach out to people like, you know, my friend uh, Jeff is helping my son out. We're in this together. And I really believe my, our generation, you're a little younger than me, but my generation, your, our generation, um, we have to help these kids because it's, there's a lot of noise out there. And even though it's easier perhaps to find a job than looking through the want ads, right? When in my day, when I started working, they need help. And I think that um, we, ha we have to give them those resources. So I'm kind of glad you mentioned that because I feel responsible to pay it forward, right? And help kids out that are just trying to find what the heck to do. What's the next step? It's confusing. I, I wish more would. And that's, you know, I encourage folks to talk to, you know, their potential clients, or just even if you're at a neighborhood party, and you hear something about someone's child, dig a little deeper and offer it to help. And I agree with what you're doing, that you'll take that meeting. You know, if someone has a really nice message or they they tailor it, they see something in your profile and they mention that something in your profile and then they, you know, carry on to say, you know what, I'd love to kind of forge a relationship, get to know you and, and kind of learn from you. Would you be open to, you know, a virtual coffee, right? And uh, it's powerful. And I wish more would do that while they're in college to build that network. And so I tell people, whatever you're looking to do, start to look for those people that could be your future manager, right? Or peer and start to build those relationships. But here's the other thing too, Larry, right? As they have these conversations, I'm, I'm not a threat. I'm not hiring them. It's, I could give them recommendations. I can mentor them. So, but it's, it's practice, <laughs> <laughs> talking yeah. to people about what you're looking to do or what your degree is in or what you are most passionate about in college, whatever it might be. So it's practice too in a very safe environment. And the other thing, I don't know if you find this, I love connecting with the kids because inevitably we'll have a conversation. I'll say something and, and just very organically, they might say, kind, oh, you know what app you should get? I think it would help with that. Or, oh, you know how you should use the AI for that specific thing? You're looking for a quick post, like a one sentence thing. And I'm like, oh my God, that's such great advice. They know technology. So when I say something, they're connecting it to their world, which is usually technology based. So I walk away. I'm like, you just reverse, reverse mentored me so that we, it really becomes this wonderful engagement where they feel valued and helpful. And it gives them a little boost in their confidence that they're able to, you know, somebody who's been in, in, in the in, in a professional capacity for 40 years that they could give me back something, which I think is just really an awesome reciprocity within that relationship. Right. I spoke to a group virtually at Texas Christian University, about 115 students, and you know some of them reached out and they had a great time, learned a lot. And I spoke with this one student and we had a great conversation. She was very appreciative. And today she reached out and she said, can you help my sister? She just graduated from college. And if you could help her the way you did. And so she was taking my advice, helping others. 
and doing that for her sister. So just loved it. It was great. Great lessons, right? Just such great lessons. And it's exciting when especially a younger person takes it and runs with it, right? We're here to help. We have all of this knowledge. Tap us, man, right? We're here. Next one, because LinkedIn, let's talk about how do you build relationships using LinkedIn? And when networking, lots happening still virtually on Zoom. So how do we, how do we leverage though? How do we build those relationships and leverage it in this virtual world that we're still in? Well, I mean, if you're trying to sell into a company to a decision maker, you know, if someone is a second degree connection and you could see shared connections that you know well enough, one way is to get that introduction. If I see someone that you know and you tell me you know that person really well, it's it's maybe a family relationship or from college or Rutgers, or who knows, and you could facilitate an introduction to understand why I want to meet. That that helps. I think as well, if you're if you're just looking at that profile and you see commonality like maybe there's something philanthropic they have an interest in and and we share that interest and we could leverage that that's pretty powerful so i think the way you use linkedin a lot of people don't dig in deep to someone's about section i i found things in people's profiles that have been amazing that were buried deep into their profile and when i brought it out in a in a conversation they're like how did you know that well, you know, it was it was out there for the public. Oh my God, I put that in my profile 10 years ago. And and it really brought out a great conversation and commonality. So that's those are a couple of different ways to you know forge relationships and not, not be so transactional with LinkedIn. And we have to, we have to, you know, being in sales for 40 years, Larry, we have to shift from this transactional mindset of you know, I made the sale and I'm on to the next one. And I'm not saying you shouldn't be doing that numbers, right? Your activity is important, but I'm not, I'm not discounting that. But I, I, when I teach, I say it's quality versus quantity. When you start throwing spaghetti against the wall to see what sticks, number one, it's a lot of work. It's frustrating. You lose confidence and you just lose energy when you really look at quality versus that quantity and, and do exactly what you're saying to build those relationships. It's so much easier. And oh, by the way, a heck of a lot more fun. I know. I completely agree. Dead on. Yeah. Dead on. Exactly. So let's continue to talk about really building those relationships and positioning ourselves now as that indispensable person to your client, as a trusted advisor. Can you give us some examples of how we do that? Again, let's, let's stick to the LinkedIn kind of uh, platform. Sure. So I do like to, you know, posture and position to people you know, Connie, I want to be indispensable to you. So if something comes up, you know, within your business or outside of your business. And so the, the better I get to know you personally, professionally, I can become more indispensable to you. And so LinkedIn can help because sometimes I need this and it's for the business. And so perusing LinkedIn, I could find pathways to people that provide that product service or have that expertise. And I use LinkedIn to do so. But sometimes it's just my own knowledge that I can become indispensable, you know, helping someone's child. Uh, you know, so I've had someone reach out to me and they said, you know, uh, my son's in a bad place. Uh, my son wants to go to medical school. And there's a medical school in our backyard, basically. And he's been accepted a couple other places. This is the one he wants to go to. 
He said, Larry, can you help my son? What am I going to do? He wants me to get him to medical school. How am I going to do that? I leveraged LinkedIn and I found pathways into the medical school and I made connections with his son and these other people. And it was like weeks later, I got a call one evening. He said, Larry, you are incredible. You don't know what you've done, but my son got into that medical school. How powerful is that? Are you indispensable? Yeah, but you know what? It's 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 bigger. It's bigger than that. It's just it makes me feel good, right? So that's I tell you, got that's why I get up right every day. I got goosebumps. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny how you make it sound easy, right? And it certainly because you've become an expert doing this, which is just wonderful, but you're not keeping it to yourself for your own success or for your own business success, you know, for the company you work for the team that you lead, you're really putting it out there and sharing it. And I, it's not like you own a business that this is going to bring you business. I mean, it, it does to some extent, but you see what I'm saying? Like I'm in business. So I really want to show up and, and support people because I know it comes back, but you live and breathe that too. So I really want my corporate people listening as well, not just business owners, that this is such a powerful tool to leverage and that it improves your life, fill in the blank, whether it's professional or personal, it really does fill your life with joy. And, and like you said, like I got goosebumps when you shared that story, we have to take the time to help each other. Um, we really are in this together and it's personal. It's not transactional anymore. I, I don't think, I don't think business should be, but I think even now more than ever, because we're so disconnected because of this virtual, these virtual platforms, that it's even more important that we build these, these relationships. So I, I just love what you're doing. That was such a cool story. Yeah. I, I think the more that we, we put that other person first, and if we become indispensable, you know, I've, I've asked people, are you indispensable to your clients? So, yeah. So would they come to you for something for a child or a family member for their charity, uh, whatever it may be, they have a health issue. Would they ask for your help to get into Mayo Clinic? Probably not. Well, if you forge those relationships and they call you for things outside of what you do in business, you have a deeper, unbreakable almost relationship. And one of the uh, folks that works for me was telling me, he was at dinner with a client because they've adopted my process and approach. He was at dinner with a client and the client said, I really apologize. He was on his phone and he said, just, you know, I'm, I'm not looking at email. I'm deleting all my contacts that are in businesses similar to yours. You have been really great to me. You've been a giver, a connector, and I don't want to work with anybody else. How powerful That's is that? Again, goosebumps, my friend, goosebumps. <laughs> it's funny. One of my clients, she's CEO of a, of a bank uh, here on the East Coast, and her son just graduated um, in May, and he's deciding not to come back East. He's staying in Salt Lake City. So she knows what a huge network I have. One day she sent me an email, and she says, here's my, my son's resume. Do you know anybody in Salt Lake City? And I responded, ironically, yes, I do. <laughs> So I reached out on LinkedIn to my friends and I said, listen, this kid just graduated. He, he doesn't want to come back East. He wants, he's loving Salt Lake city. Can you just have a conversation with him? I don't, I don't even know what to tell him. And he reached out to the kid and he said, let's grab a cup of coffee, which was beyond what my friend and I, my, my, the CEO and I thought 
But see, these are the people we surround ourselves with, Larry. So was I surprised right. that Nate did that for this kid? No, because we, you, water. my mom used to always say water seeks its own level. You find the people who get you and want to support you and live their life the way you do, right? From this place of being a connector and supporter. So I agree with you. You're, they shouldn't just be coming to you for business. They should be, hey, do you know anybody that, and you know, I'm from the East Coast, right? I'm a Jersey girl. So this is my, my canned line, Larry. I say, of course I know. So I got a guy. I'm a Jersey girl. I right. got a guy. That <laughs> <laughs> well, you're right. And you, you know what? And you don't have to, you're right. You don't have to do it alone because you may reach out to me because I'm in Chicago, but I have a global network. So, but I am that I've got a guy and I tell people, well, now you've got a guy. I'm that guy. And I'm not from the East coast, but I can still be that guy. <laughs> yeah. I love it. See, I'll share, I'll share with you. I have, I have another question that I think is important. So LinkedIn, how do we ask for referrals and, and introductions without coming across? Like, like I said, Oh, I'm an HR director and they just vomit their information to me. It's salesy, but it's not, it's icky. It's beyond salesy. So how do we do this? Well, I think first and foremost, if you're at a company and you have clients and you want a referral into a potential client, you'd look at your clients that, that really admire you, respect you, have a great relationship, that they would walk on hot coals for you. They would do almost anything. Who are those clients? Is it two? Is it five? Is it 10? And then LinkedIn gives you that ability to click on their profile and click on the 500 plus connections. If they have less, if it's in blue, you can click on it, filter it to the types of people you want to know and don't pick out a hundred. And, and maybe I call you up Connie. I know you've been really happy with what we've been doing for the past 10 years for you and your business. I noticed, you know, these three people, how well do you know these folks really well? Would you be open to making an introduction so I could facilitate and build a relationship like I've done with you? And I'm assuming you'd be like, of course, Larry, no problem. And then make it easy for people to connect and introduce you. It's in my book, but create your own introduction in the third person. So people don't say the wrong thing about you when they introduce you. So that is one way to leverage those strong relationships. But you may do a search on LinkedIn and find someone you want to know, whatever reason, for business or other, and you just see Connie on there and Connie's second degree, and you share 50 connections in common, who are the people you know the best? Ask them how well they know Connie and what, what is that relationship and connection? And if it's for you, you still don't want to come off that you want to talk to them to sell them. You want to talk to them to build a relationship. And maybe there's things within their profile about what they've done, what they do is really interesting that you want to explore with them. You know, it's fascinating to me as the world changes, it doesn't really change. So I remember when I started out 40 years ago, and then really when I started to get my sea legs with sales and I had started to build my network, right? I wasn't a kid. I was in my thirties probably. And I remember um, having to create what's called COI centers of influence, right? In business. Yeah. And so as I re reached out to attorneys and accountants and et cetera, and, and I teach this now with my business development course, but I say, you should have a list back then it was a list of who exactly what you just said, who are all of your best, best clients that know you by name, that know you intimately, not in a weird way, but really know who you are at the depth, right? Of your soul almost. 
And then when you are looking to get to meet another person, maybe another center of influence or another player or business out there that in my case, I was a financial advisor that I think I'd be able to help. I said, go to your, I would go to my business owners and centers of influence and say, listen, you like me, we're always growing our business. Can you look at my list? I'm looking for some introductions, but I want warm handoffs. You know, I won't be pushy, but I'd love to be able to help them the way I've helped you. Do you know anybody on this list? And I would have about 10, 12 names on the list. Cause you don't want to overlook at hundred people introduce me to 50, like to that's obnoxious. Right. So I would give them a list of 10 or 12 and they would look through and I grew my business that way. I didn't have to make cold calls because I leveraged what I had built through my network. This again, it's, it was intimate and they trusted me and they were happy to introduce me to their friends, family, um, their other colleagues, other attorneys that might've been in their firm. But you have to earn that. And it, it, it takes time. Number one, you have to show up and you have to be an in integrity and you have to do the right thing and not make it transactional, right? I keep going back to that word relationship, but it really is about the relationship. So it's funny how you just said that exact same premise, just that now we have this amazing digital tool that you can do it a lot quicker because I would have to meet with them and say, can you look at my list? And now we have Zoom and we have LinkedIn and we have all of these resources so we can do more in less time but the quality versus quantity of building those relationships doesn't change. And that's what I just heard. I don't know. How did that land for you? No, no, I, you're, you're spot on. And I, I would say you mentioned like the COI trusted advisor could be a channel partner. And the great thing is because of LinkedIn that you could do a mutual, Hey, why don't you pick out 10 from my, my list of connections and let me pick out 10 from you. And hey, if we come up empty, we'll, we'll do another 10. Right. But let's, come in. And I always ask people, look, if, if you picked out of my 10, four, like I said, of, of, of the 10, I picked out four that I said, Connie, I don't know the other six real well, but these four really tight and I can introduce you. Well, you're going to be really happy because you took the time to pick those people out because they met the parameters of your prototypical client. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you're, and that's like a huge win. You don't care about the other six at the moment. You're like, wow, a solid four that will probably take a meeting because I'm telling them you have to meet with Connie. And, and, you know, that's important, Larry, getting a referral from someone, you, you step into that meeting at a very high level that your close ratio immediately goes up because if Larry trusts Connie or Connie trusts Larry, my friend that I'm referring, then I'm not going to refer them to a jerk. I vet people out, right? They know that about me. They know that about you. All of a sudden you're going in, unless it's just not a match, what you're offering and what they really need isn't a match. It is what it is, right? That happens too. But if it's a match, you have an 80% chance just walking in that door that you're going to make the sale, especially if it's something they need because you've been vetted prior to this meeting. It just streamlines everything. The other thing, it's a lot more fun to work that way too, but you're meeting higher caliber caliber people. So you're, you're rising as the ship rises, right? We're rising together within that tide. And that's just a beautiful, I think, byproduct of what you just described. I love it. So, so cool. Great. Yes. Why'd you write the book? I'm so curious to this. You have this great career, right? You, you got, you got your bleep together. Why write this book? Well, you know, I, I wanted to leave a legacy behind, right? So when I'm gone, I got a book, so that's good. But I also, I talk a lot about living legacy. So 
I thought this book could transform lives. And I thought if I could teach people the value of building authentic relationships and putting others first is actually really beneficial, powerful, and, and life-changing and transformational for yourself. Now, I've been talking a lot about it, and I, I tell people I have to give credit to my wife because I did procrastinate a little bit, Connie. So I said I was going to write it for a long time, and I just never did it. And, you know, so what I had ended up doing, I, I had invested some of our money in these startups that went nowhere. And my wife said, please invest in yourself, that you're, oh. you're spending the money in the wrong place and write your book already because I don't want to hear about it anymore. Just do it. <laughs> so I, I, I did. And initially I was going to write it just for the kids, the kids going to college, kids in college. And I realized that I can impact people from all levels and progressions of their career and, and lifetime. And so I, that's why I wrote that book. And it was, and it's, it's proven to be helpful to other people because I hear it all the time. Just got a, I just got a message today. Like, I was reading your book and takers never win chapter. And I was getting scared that I'm a taker, but I, as I read on, I realized I have time to change that and that oh, perception oh, potentially. Oh. And so it, hearing those things is good. It makes an impact, right? It's a ripple effect. I love your wife that stop <laughs> investing in all this other crap and invest in yourself. Right. right? I just love it. Only, a, only, only a wife or a spouse, right. Could, could motivate us to stop the nonsense. Right. And, and, and get our act together. I love it. Um, we're out of time, but everybody here's the deal. Um, summer's coming, right. Feet on the beach, take vacations. We need books to read. I don't know. That's what I do. I probably read about a dozen books during this summer. So this is a book for you. So a couple of things I'm going to give you, and it will be in the show notes because I, I think everybody should have a conversation with Larry or connect with Larry in some way. So his website is www.hoffman-larry.com, email larry.kaufman at jeffersonwells.com. And I will put the book link in the uh, show notes so you guys can find it easy peasy. Do you want to say anything else about the book? Other, obviously, that was what motivated but at me as a reader, what will I walk away learning? I think you're really just going to learn about how you can impact other people's lives by becoming a better connector, giver, and networking in a different way. And so I, I hope this book will change your life, but I'd like you to pay it forward and help others change your life. And yeah, that's, that's such a beautiful call to action, right? Pay it forward um, as well. It was funny when you were uh, talking about, you originally thought, ah, help the college kids. And then you realize, well, wait a minute, right? Seniors, people have retired, still got life in them. And they have yeah. all of this, this lifetime of knowledge that they could then pay it forward. And the funny thing is, and I don't know if you're seeing this with the readership of the book too, the, you could tell by where people are downloading it, what the age group is to the podcast. And it used to be my peers, right? We were in business or we've been in, in, you know, professionals for a number of years. I'm seeing more Spotify's and other where the kids are listening to the podcast. Those numbers are growing exponentially. So it's interesting that you did the college to the retirement because I'm finding that the spread of, you know, they say, what's your target market? It's usually 10 year it's nonsense. These kids are curious and they're eager to learn. 
and they're not afraid to ask questions. I find them very courageous um, and curious to kind of tap into and not saying you people are old, you got nothing. They're saying, wow, you got lifetime of experience. How can I get a piece of that? So my listenership is getting younger, which I, I love. Are you finding that with the books that you get a really nice mix of all ages as well? I do. I get STEM kids, kids in high school. So yeah, it's kids are very progressive. So it's, it's, it's fun to watch and see that participation, you know, early on in their, their life and their career. So I do see that shift. Yes. And, and it's funny because right, this show is early July and um, kids just graduated for me. This is like, this should be a book that they, they ask you to read your senior year of college or even your junior year of college so that you can really start because freshman, sophomore, you're a little scared, right? You're still figuring out where do I go to class by junior year? You know, you're the king on king on campus or the queen on campus. Great book for them to create or add that. Get on that. Talk to your wife. Get on that. That's your next. That's your next to do list. Um, okay. Get it in the universities. But think how valuable that would be if we could get it in the hands of these even younger kids, like you said, in high school, but make it part of their curriculum, their education. Wow. That's you work on Rutgers. I'll work on some others. You got it. Deal. Deal and deal. Done and done. Yeah. I love it. Larry, thank you so much. Truly. Um, really good conversation. And I love it because no matter who's listening, the age, uh, I really feel there's so much value in this. So thank you so much for taking the time and um, being on and sharing your zone of genius. Appreciate you. Thank you. Had a great time. Thank you, Connie. Wonderful to speak with you. Same, same. My pleasure. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build and discover together, no matter where you are in your career or business. I truly hope my guests and I help you change your game, right? A business game, not just sales. Um, and here's, and I end with this, Larry, all the time. And I know everyone is tired of hearing it, but I'm still going to say it. Information that you heard today is a beautiful thing. And, and I hope it resonated with you. If you do nothing with it, simply information. You put some of Larry's ideas, read his book, implement some of these suggestions. I promise you magic happens on the back end. Information is cool. Implementing that information is even cooler. And trust me, it creates magic on the back end. So do something differently. Embrace what Larry has shared with us today and take one tip and implement it. And I guarantee you'll see more success easier, much easier in your life. So Larry, thank you again for being on and thank you all for joining me. Um, You've been listening to Changing the Sales Game with me, your host, Connie Whitman on webtalkradio.com. I am honored to have you on this journey of change, changing your sales game with me. And I truly hope that my guests and I inspire you to do something differently to create the change in your life and your business and your career that you're looking to do. Thanks so much. I love you all. Thanks for tuning in and I'll see you next week. Have a great one. everybody. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.